<laughs> I did that deliberately because I haven't been involved in creating a movement for decades. Right? I get so comfortable among you. Don't care where you come from. Right? From England, Australia, some kids, some Russia. I just feel that way. And it is also in this room. And many of them began to speak just now. I saw faces that are reminding me of the time back in 1985 when I started to get involved with credit union. Yeah, so long. So I'm glad to be here in Sebusha again. And I'm even happier to be here talking with you in relation to one of the most significant initiatives that has graced the credit union movement for decades. Alright, we'll come back in a minute. When your members ask you, what is the role of the credit union? What do you tell them? Let's hear you. He's working on. I mean, looking at you all the time, smiling. Are you not smiling back at me? But I see you. When your members ask you, what is the role of the credit union? What do you tell them? To provide a service to its customers. To provide service to customers. What do you tell them? Same thing. We tell them. Anybody? Another reason? What? Do I have their lives? And the community, correct? Provide provide important financial services. Affordable financial services. Yes, sir, you. You're the key man in here, you know, we don't hear that. You look a good one of the else here. You alright? Yes. Well, then you speak to credit union members, right? And you're supposed to be advocate. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else? We're looking after the social responsibilities. Right? right. You, you heard her, right? Good. I, I'm asking you. Huh? You didn't hear. I said um, one of the to look after our social the social responsibilities of um, your members, the outer community and those within the community. It's not only about the financial, but we should look after the less fortunate. Social responsibilities, bringing the community teamwork. Thank you. Thank you. Any more? Any more that is different? Whatever. Do you understand? Do you understand and appreciate what was just said? Do you think if we were sitting among commercial bankers, you would hear that kind of thing? No. That separates us. Them. You that? We are more important to our communities and our members than them. You realize that? Yeah. I'm laughing because I know you'll take me on. I'm laughing because I worked in a commercial bank, it's um, set up corporate banking, Julie. So I've seen both sides of the you said you were involved in commercial banking? Yeah, commercial, corporate, corporate, you name it. I worked at Lloyd's Bank. 
Normally, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I would say the NCB Jamaica. Right. Oh, so, so you normally use that kind of language then? When you well, uh, well, in the Vatican system, well, my job was profit maximization. <laughs> exactly. So that's a different thing from the question. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Completely opposite, actually. Yes. So listen, what I'm saying to you is that you are charged with responsibility to ensure that your members exercise a greater measure of control over their financial resources. For years, we have been just allowed to put money someplace, and that's it. Use it when they say they want us to use it. Charge us fees higher than we can actually pay, and it's getting worse, right? And even ignoring you sometimes when you want to access what is really yours. So when you sit down in a credit union and you face a member, you are actually allowing that member to exercise something that he cannot really exercise anywhere else. So no member could be a bother to you. You are actually providing something to them that is essential for their actual financial existence. So you've got to take this thing serious. Realize it? Very serious. And this is what we've been trying to do in the credit for years. So we are actually tired. So we should be tired. Being labeled as the informal financial sector. <laughs> you you customer that term? That upsets me. And when we go to meetings, right? International meetings, we are talking about the informal financial sector Informal? You mean the only institution that manages to ensure that the people in this region can emerge with something meaningful and you say we are informal? Right? So for all my experience with the credit union movement, I've been searching for an opportunity to demonstrate that we are no more informal than those institutions when it comes to dealing with our people. Right? So you have a point? I mean, think about the best of me, right? When I say this, okay. you ask that question, yeah. and I don't think there's clarity among the credit union people here as to what business they are in. Look how many tours we have to go so maybe that is why the concept out there that you are the informer because people have not presented their case sufficiently. But this brings home the point that when we don't take ourselves or our roles seriously, then we are to be blamed for being labeled as informer. Right? You follow? I agree with my brother. You say you're from the press? Huh? You say which friend you're from? Press. 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 You're from the press. That's why I hear things differently. <laughs> And you are somebody who is really going to be providing one of the avenues to help change that mindset. Because this group here might not be at the meeting next week. So the information that is gathered here should be able to be disseminated as far away as possible. So that we, I don't see you as a vision. I think as a vision. That we as a people need to be able to communicate effectively, right, with our constituents so that we can bring about a change in the approach that we are taking, that we're taking for granted actually. Alright? So we need to begin to think in terms of getting rid of this informal sector. So when I started in the credit union movement, I started doing things different. When I left university, even before my final exam, the credit union union Barbados, I applied for the job of credit union development manager. I didn't have they had about what, eight credit unions at the time, and assets less than half a million dollars. And 90% of the membership was over 60. Right? 
And someone emerging from the university was something like almost like a joke to become associated with that. Okay? That was at the time, yeah, many decades ago. But the first thing that caught me was that a old gentleman looked at me and said at the beginning of the night, but he used to be credits to me that night. So I was the first one in the place called Bottom's Credit Union. That was the employees of Coca-Cola. And they used to meet at night, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, in a dark room, somewhere in the back of the Coca-Cola building, collecting money from them. Right? And all that means that you see you. Two years ago, you only not around these credit unions. You only talk to them. And that more than anything else caused me to remain in the movement even today. Because these are people who work so hard to just keep the movement alive, recognizing at that time that they vote today, and that the young people were not interested in it. And that caused me some nightmares, actually. Because here it is, we have a situation that can alter the future of being a region, and people were getting up back then. So we move forward. So from then on, I was searching for a solution that would bring the credit to the movement to the forefront of economic and financial activities. Because we deserve it. We don't sit back and ask how much profit we want to make tomorrow. We sit back and say what service we want to provide to our members. We don't sit back and say, listen, the, the, the ratio of expenses to income is too high. We want to cut back on some of these services, like Trump's budget, right? No, we sit down and say, listen, how can we use some of our financial resources to enhance the being of our members? Because we redirect the financial resources 